On the resurrection morning When all the dead in Christ shall rise I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Weakness raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed, no God understand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness. Ready to live in glory. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Youthful and happy I shall be I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Glorified with Him forever Death will be lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never said no more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness Ready to live, I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal Oh, hallelujah morning When the last trump of God shall sound Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grace, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, oh yes, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with a reading, no God to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of my sightness Ready to live, I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be Welcome to the Passion for Christ show So glad to have you, friend Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm your host, Bruce Kessler. I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see, in Him alone, I find peace, joy, happiness. I'm blessed. I'm forgiven. Blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment... We're going to be talking about living a bad report. Living a bad report. Hmm. Wonder what that's going to be about, friend. Well, stay tuned to find out. But before we get to that study, we got a few things along the way. And the first is headline news. <laughs> Well, now, friend, get this, get this. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Wednesday pushed back on the media's coverage of a high-profile parental rights bill saying reporters 
have promoted false narratives by calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Florida State Senate passed a bill by a vote of 22 to 17 Tuesday, some two weeks after the House approved the bill, 69 to 47, and DeSantis says that he will indeed sign it. Although the bill is seven pages long, only one section directly involves the issue of sexual orientation or gender identity and only impacts kindergarten through third grade. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three. The final version, though, is much more specific, prohibiting instruction only in the first four grades. A reporter on Wednesday posed a question to DeSantis and noted that critics call it the Don't Say Gay Bill, but DeSantis pushed back. Does it say that in the bill? He asked the reporter. It doesn't matter what critics say. The bill, he added, impacts only five-year-olds, six-year-olds, and seven-year-olds. The idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you are peddling false narratives. There you go, folks. There you go. You peddle false narratives, DeSantis Blast Media says LGBT bill protects kindergarten through third grades. Mm. And you know what, folks? I, I think they're right about that. Kindergarten through third grade. Mm. My oh my, folks. My oh my. Well, you won't believe this. Not at all. You won't believe it. An Iraqi woman who recently converted from Islam to Christianity was found murdered on March the 7th after she posted a TikTok video about her new faith. The 20-year-old woman, Aman Sami, also known as Maria, was the daughter of a Muslim cleric. The murder took place after she posted a TikTok video showing herself singing Christian songs. The murder was likely the retaliation by her family. Her body was found in northern Iraq. One of her friends, whose name is withheld to protect her safety, says Maria was given a Bible last month by a member of a Bible study group. She then turned to Christianity, and her family knew this because of the video she posted on TikTok. It is reported that Maria suffered in her life because of her early marriage at age 12. After separating from her husband, she lived alone. She was an activist in the field of women's rights and a brave woman. She has videos on TikTok app that reached hundreds of thousands of views. Her brother was arrested. Jeff King, president of International Christian Concern, says Muslims who convert to Christian, Christianity are often shunned and threatened. 
for someone born as a Muslim to be open about exploring Christianity is a tremendous act of bravery. Maria's TikTok post should not have ended with her death. Iraq is just emerging from a very difficult time when Christians experience a horrific genocide. It is an important step toward healing for Iraq to pursue an investigation of due process. Because of the danger they face in the country, most Iraqi Christians have fled the country. Folks, can you believe this? Iraq Christian murdered after sharing her faith on TikTok. She was indeed a brave woman. Folks, can you believe we still live in a world where all you have to do is profess your faith and post a video and you die the next day? Mmm. We live in a world in which we have so much great freedoms and expressions, freedom of speech here in America. My oh my, folks. My oh my. Well, now get this. Former Vice President Mike Pence and his wife traveled to Ukraine this week to extend their support for refugees who have fled the war-torn country due to the Russian invasion. Mm. What great news is that? Vice President Pence encouraged his followers to pray and contribute to Samaritan's Purse and other charitable organizations in the continued relief efforts for Ukrainian people. Let's stand together, he said, as one with the people of Ukraine. According to Samaritan's Purse, Pence assured Ukrainians that Americans are standing with them in prayer. I appreciate Samaritan's Purse is always on the front lines with help in Jesus' name for their suffering. You are there, one Ukrainian told Vice President Mike Pence. What an encouragement his visit was. But the former Vice President responded, No, you are the ones who inspire and encourage us. There you go, folks. Mike Pence and wife visit Ukraine, ensure refugees and Americans are standing with them in prayer. And they need it, folks. My, oh, my. What horrific videos and views and photos are coming from that war-torn area. My, oh, my. Mm. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, folks, this day in church history. A one business leader promoted Christ in 1888. John Wanamaker was a go-getter first as a YMCA leader and afterwards as a businessman. Opening one of the first successful department stores in the United States, his building had a wireless telegraph. 
and it was the first station in America to learn of the sinking of the Titanic. John was an innovator in advertising and in money-back guarantees. When few others did so, he offered his employees benefits such as pensions, life insurance, and vacations. One of his stores pioneered the use of Christmas lights. He taught Sunday school and constantly sought to win souls for Christ and urged others to do the same, saying, If you once have the joy and sweet pleasure of bringing one soul to Christ, you will be hungry to get another. On this day, on March 12, 1888, he wrote out by hand the following notes to each person of his Sunday school class. Here's what he said. If you are not saved, my dear friend, flee to the merciful Savior as you would fly into this warm room tonight out of the cold streets and the drifting snow. If you are saved, humbly trusting in what Jesus did when his love fell not on the cross, think of others not saved, not saved, going to the eternal darkness your near friend, your relative, and do something. Mm, mm, mm. And that's this day in church history. Well, folks, we have a little bit of fun with Name That Bible Character. here friend here is your clue here's your clue I am the mountain where Aaron died what mountain am I I am the mountain where Aaron died what mountain am I a good one folks we'll reveal the final answer to this tantalizing clue following our study section so stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and our final segment of Name That Bible Character. And now, friend, it's time for our study segment. So get you a hot cup of coffee, hot cup of tea, or a cold drink, or whatever it is. Get your Bible, and let's open up God's fantastic and powerful word our study for this broadcast is entitled living a bad report this parallels with numbers chapter 13 and verse 32 and they spread among the israelites a bad report so turn with me if you will to numbers chapter 13 and 14 Numbers chapter 13 and 14, and we'll be reading here and there and getting some thoughts from God himself about the life that we're living. By the way, have you ever received a bad report? Think about that for a moment, friend. Say, for instance, in your job or your work performance, maybe your work assessment, supervisor calls you into the office. Was it a good report or was it a bad report? What if you're a student 
What about your report card, if there is such a thing anymore? Your report card in high school or elementary school. Or perhaps, you know, since now they have parent-teacher conferences. During that conference, was there a bad report given to your parents about your grades? What about your college work, your college assessment? Is it good or is it bad? If your report was bad, what was your reaction to that bad report? Did it motivate you? Did it cause you to think? Well, years ago, my reaction was not to face the judgment, or at least I hoped to avoid conflict and the punishment I knew would come and be absolutely deserved. My teacher in my elementary class made the mistake of handing me my report card and uh, I was to take it and have Dad see my grades and sign it. Of course, I looked inside and naturally it was bad news. The grades were not good at all. Nothing for my dad to see anyway. What did I do? Well, I signed his name on the card and returned it to the teacher. <laughs> Absolute lunacy, folks. I'm telling you right now. I didn't fool anyone, much less my dad. I just aggravated the matter and added insult to injury. In the end, friend, I was the one living a bad report and could not escape the consequences. And so here we find ourselves in Numbers chapter 13, where Moses, of course, was sending out the 12 spies to recon the land that God had promised Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses. And this speaks to this idea of giving a bad report and the consequences that can come with that. So Moses sent these leaders, these spies, out into the land to explore Canaan. See what the land was like, he says. See whether the people who live there are strong. See if they're weak. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good? Is it bad? What kind of cities? Are they fortified? Are they unwalled? What kind of soil? Is it fertile? Is it poor? What kind of trees they have? And if you can bring anything back, bring some fruit of the land. And it just so happens that it was the season for the first ripe grapes. And so we find this in chapter Numbers chapter 13 and verse 26. And they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite assembly and community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They were excited about that. The fruit of the land. They said, indeed, this land is flowing with milk and honey. Look at this fruit. Just look at it. Huge fruit. Exactly what you say it is. But fruit is one thing, and the people are another. They're giants there, they said. We can't defeat these giants. In verse 30, 
we find this. And Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Caleb says, I'm going to stand with God. I'm going to stand with truth. I'm going to trust in God that we, and by trusting in God, we can certainly get it done. Verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, No, sir, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. They're huge. We are like grasshoppers in thy sight compared to them. Just little old tiny grasshoppers. Verse 32 says, And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. And what happened as a result of that? In chapter 14 of Numbers in verse 1, That night all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud and all the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly said if only we had died in Egypt or in this desert why have you brought us to this point knowing what is on the other side of that land over there those huge monsters those huge strong people it's no way we can do it. We're going to fall by the sword. Wouldn't it have been better for us to remain in Egypt? Let's go back and be slaves to Egypt. What a sorry, sorry state of affairs. What a pathetic time this must have been for Moses and Aaron Caleb and Joshua and all who stood with God to hear this bad report mm. here they were folks everything riding on their testimony everything riding on their report they were poised for a new day a new dawn they were within striking distance of something beautiful and something special. Their report then was crucial. Will fear hold them hostage? Would faith and trust in God advance them forward to new heights and glory into a powerful relationship with God? No. They came back with this bad report. The land is indeed flowing with milk and honey. Look at the size of these grapes and pomegranates. But oh my, the size of these people are as big as giants of old. We are like grasshoppers by comparison. And this bad report that we just read fed and stirred doubt and unbelief. Why have you brought us here to die by the hands of of these monsters. We are better off living in bondage. By the Egyptians. Sadly folks. Here's the message. We are a lot like these folks. Of long ago. How do I say that? Well we've been living. And sending a bad report to God. On a regular daily basis. I'm afraid. Mentally. Spiritually. We are our own worst enemy. 
the war that wages, the battle that's being fought, folks, is in the mind. God has sent us His Son to live and to give us a victorious life, that abundant life, as He tells us in John chapter 10. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, we are to live as conquerors and not as losers, not as people who are defeated. Yet how often do we find ourselves in this battle lacking in trust, in this battle finding ourselves more times than not being held hostage by fear? How often do we find ourselves wanting and easily find ourselves living as slaves in the land of Egypt rather than enjoying the freedom found in the life of Jesus Christ. Friend, God has called us into a greater life, a better way, a better life, an abundant life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 7. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, He has made us live together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with Him, and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now later on in Numbers chapter 14, it says this in verse 6, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we pass through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, He will lead us into that land a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. This is our life and our faith in Jesus Christ. He and He alone will win the war. He has given us that victory. Do you have faith in Him, my friend? Does my life, does your life expose a life living a bad report? Or does my life, does your life testify of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ? That's our study for this broadcast. Mm, folks, what a study that is in Numbers 13 and 14. Wow, oh my. Sit up and take notice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And now, folks, we conclude with our Name that Bible character. Here is your clue. Here was your clue. I am the mountain where Aaron died.
What mountain am I? Mount Hor. That's right, folks. Numbers 33, verse 38. And Aaron the priest went up into Mount Hor at the commandment of the Lord and died there in the 40th year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt in the first day of the fifth month. I am the mountain where Aaron died. What mountain am I? Mount Hor. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, by submitting your life over and Repentance and turning your life over to him and baptism. You'll find a peace that passes all understanding. Total forgiveness, folks. Total forgiveness. You'll be blessed beyond measure more than you could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That was to encourage you, friend, along the way and help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to tell you what a privilege and an honor it's been for me to have you walking along my side during this show. May God bless you. Everybody ready? So, don't you want to go? Go to that land. Don't you want to go? Go to that land. Don't you want to go? To that land where I'm bound, no, where I'm bound, nothing but love. Love in that land, nothing but love. Love in that land, nothing but love. In that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound, nothing but joy. Joy in that land, nothing but joy. Joy in that land, nothing but joy. In that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. Nothing but peace, peace in that land. Nothing but peace in that land. Nothing but peace in that land. Where I'm bound, where I'm bound, I've got a savior in that land. I've got a savior in that land. I've got a savior in that land. Where I'm bound, where I'm bound, don't you wanna go? Go to that land.